Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening. And today we're talking all about pollination groups. And this is a follow on from last week's episode about starting a home orchard. And really before diving in and ordering your fruit trees, you need to take some time to understand how your list of varieties are going to pollinate because it is pollination that is gonna produce that harvest. And for most home orchards, your trees will be two years or more from producing their first harvest. So we wanna get them set up for success, right? And a lot of the time, poor harvests in an orchard come from something known as self-sterility. And this is where the tree is self-sterile. It can't set fruit with trees of the same variety planted nearby, right? The tree basically has a mechanism that prevents it from inbreeding with itself from that same variety and setting fruit. And if you've listened to any of the seed saving podcasts, we talk a lot about, you know, that there's some plants that are quite happy self-pollinating like tomatoes. But apples and other palm fruits, so things like pears and sometimes quince, um, they generally like to outcross or share pollen with another variety to produce fruit, as do stone fruits like plums and sweet cherries. Um, They very much like to share pollen with each other, Um, not like plums with cherries, but cherries with other varieties of cherries and plums with other varieties of plums, right? And if you've already got an orchard, well, first of all, lucky you, um, but you might see if your trees continue to drop like young baby fruit then it might be that self-sterility is causing the problem now there are some fruit trees like apricots nectarines sour cherries and peaches that are generally self-pollinating they don't need another variety of a peach tree or a apricot tree to pollinate and produce fruit but as i found in my home orchard back in utah the peach trees produced so much more when they had other varieties that had been planted and were flowering nearby right that's sharing of pollen increase the yield that was happening in the you know trees that I already have there so if you were short on space um, for your backyard orchard then and you like you know those type of fruits then consider apricots peaches nectarines and sour cherries uh, also known as pie cherries they're a really great start to a home orchard especially if you're short on space because they don't need another variety nearby to be able to set fruit right so if you short on space that's a really good option but also cherries pears and plums usually have multi-grafted trees available and this means that they have different varieties that are growing on the same tree this is really great for a suburban homesteader who wants to grow more variety in the space Um, if you've got a bigger lot then consider growing two different varieties of a plum let's say um, to help aid pollination and have those better harvests but even if you've got a small plot and you're looking for a very dwarf tree there are multi-grafted trees that are available so you can start to have that diversity of growing different varieties um, and help with the pollination issue that you may come into um, while still maintaining a small amount of space that's been dedicated to growing fruit so there's options available so don't panic now let's hop 
back to fruit trees that need another variety and talk through an example okay so let's say that i have um jonah gold apple trees and none of them are setting fruit and there isn't another variety within 50 feet of them well poor pollination is quite likely to be the problem of them not producing um, a fruit harvest and often um, some of the much loved heritage or heirloom apple trees are pollen sterile. So Jonah Gold, Gravenstein, Bel de Boscoop, Baldwin, Greening, Ashmead's Kernel, Winesap and my Bramley seedling apple, um, they are all pollen sterile. And this means that they make unreliable pollen sources for other trees. They're like that super flaky friend that might show up to the party, might not. You can never really be too sure, right? This is not a friend that you want to be calling to pick you up from the hospital, right? You want somebody that's pretty reliable. And, you know, you might see this in a plant or seed catalog as being a triploid apple. And that basically means that they have three sets of chromosomes but to you and me it means that they're not a good source of pollen to other varieties they are very receptive of pollen from other varieties of apples and that's what makes them need that second variety to be able to pollinate properly so don't be discouraged if all your varieties on your list um, that you drew up from last week's episode are all triploid trees right triploids do have some benefits if you can grow another pollinator variety nearby or you've managed to find a tree that's been grafted right a multi-grafted tree it's got different varieties on there triploid trees often have larger crops they display really good disease resistance and grow very vigorously and they tend to be the ones that survive through tough winters so for those of you that are really into wanting to have a self-sufficient homestead, then you might want to really consider having some triploid trees in there if you have the space. Now, many apples are what's known as diploid varieties. That means that they have two sets of chromosomes. These trees are great pollen sources for your pollen sterile or triploid varieties. Um, an unusual prolific pollinator, oh my goodness, try saying that after you've had a few drinks, um, but a prolific pollinator of apple trees is actually the crab apple. And many old homestead orchards would have a seemingly random crab apple being planted in there. But those homesteaders knew that the crab apples bloomed over a long period of time and that helped to pollinate their apple trees. Now, many plant catalogs have what's known as pollination groups listed um, in their catalog for different varieties. So for apples, and I'm sticking with apples because apples tend to be what people are growing um, in a home orchard. So for apples, pollination groups are listed as numbers. So one, two, three, four, five and six. And for the best success of pollination of your orchard, you would want varieties that are within that same pollination group. Um, that's really the best, the best way. But you can also have different pollination groups um, as long as you are growing a long blooming crab apple near your orchard to aid that pollination. Now, what these companies have, have done, which is very helpful to you as the gardener, is you can often, certainly if you're looking online, but you can search for um, apples by pollination group. So some websites, you just click pollination group three, whatever, and it will pull up all the ones that are within that pollination group. So that helps you really narrow down what's what's available. Um, I like to just kind of browse through because I really like to have diversity growing in my garden. If you guys haven't 
figured that out already and one of the the dreams that i have for um this plot of land that i'm growing on is to create land races right have that diversity that's there and something that is just going to be a secret between you and me is that i would really like to have some sort of land race apples being grown so i want something that's going to have a lot of diversity in there and the only way that i can do that is by growing different varieties saving seeds growing them out letting them fruit and keep going and that's quite a long-term project but quite an exciting one but shh, it's a secret okay don't let my husband know <laughs> <laughs> because he only wants to have a couple of fruit trees he doesn't want a lot of fruit trees which i understand right if you've got a big harvest how are we going to deal with it all right um so you know there's there's definite payoffs to having a smaller amount of land you're very much more restricted in what you can grow so when you start to get kind of pigeonholed um with what you can grow that's when a lot more creativity can come out so anyway let's get back to the pollination of the apples right and let's go through an example so let's say that you want to grow i don't know empire apples okay they happen to be in pollination group three but let's say that also on your list you want to grow Gravenstein they are pollination group one Honeycrisp that's a pollination group four and uh, let's say Macintosh that's a pollination group two you would actually get better harvests and pollination by growing a crab apple in your backyard within 50 feet of those trees in your orchard to help ensure that each variety blossoms because pollen from that crab apple is going to be what predominantly pollinates those flowers producing fruit for you to harvest right your crab apple has got a much longer um, flowering period so the pollen's going to be readily available so you know mrs bumblebee comes across or mrs honeybee rather um you know she comes along and you know spots this beautiful proliferation of apple blossoms oh my goodness i can't talk this morning um you know sees all these apple blossoms and just kind of does her thing right she's flitting between the flowers and things she's going back to the hive she's telling all of her friends hey there's all these really cool blossoms that are there you should totally check them out and you know more bees come and they're able to pollinate but having your flowering crab apple in a close proximity to your apples what's going to happen is the bees are going to see those other flowers that the same flowers and are going to visit those on that same pollination trip so the same visit that they're going out getting nectar and stuff they're also going to be visiting those multiple flowers and that's how the poll pollen is getting moved the pollination occurs and then your fruit sets and you're able to get a harvest now Let's talk through another example because around my neck of the woods I've just discovered a wonderful variety of apple called Northern Spy. Now that's in pollination group five. It is popular around here and it is incredibly delicious. Um, it is amazing and I really love it. Now let's say that I wanted to grow my own Northern Spy tree. I could grow other varieties that are in the same pollination group. So I could have a look through different catalogs and try and find some others that are in pollination group 
group five. So that would include things like Gilpin, Isaac Newton's apple tree, which quite frankly, as a scientist, I should probably grow anyway because of my love of physics and chemistry. Um, but I digress. Um, pine golden pippin. Oh, those are a really cool kind of russet apple with a sort of pineapple flavor. Um, I could also grow Somerset Red Streak or Yarlington Mill. And those are popular hard cider apples back in the UK. Um, or I could grow Golden Hornet, which is a type of crab apple. Now, it's easy to sort of want to buy all of the things. Uh, but when you shot on space, you really need to think carefully about the varieties that you're choosing to grow. So are you a person who wants apples for fresh eating rather than cooking? Are you a cooker of apples rather than eating fresh? Or are you more into homebrew and cider? Right, Because how you plan to use your fruit is going to help guide you into what varieties to grow. So let's go back to that Northern Spy examples. If I didn't want hard cider and I just wanted fresh eating apples then there's little point in growing the Somerset Red Streak or the Yarlington Mill apples, right? Because they're both for cider. I should really focus on growing and eating apples, so like the Pine Golden Pippin or Gilpin with my Northern Spy instead. So if you're short on space, it's much better to focus on varieties that are in that same pollination group than trying to grow multiple varieties that are in different pollination groups, you know, um, within the space that you have because if you're growing in a small space like in a suburban yard right then you know space is really really precious and you might want to be dedicating more of that to growing your vegetable garden than it is the your fruit garden and that's where having things like multi-grafted trees on a dwarf rootstock really come into play and help you be able to grow that diversity without sacrificing in space. So I would like to know from you, what varieties of apples are you planning on growing? Or if you're not growing apples, what else are you growing in your orchard? Let me know in the Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I will see you all next week.